belong. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you can hang on to that, there's nothing you need to be afraid of. We are not alone. All right, we want to finish a wonderful day here by blessing our baptizees. So can we get the folks that got baptized to come up here and stand on the floor down here? But we want you to spread out a little bit so that people can get around you because we're going to gather around each one of you and pray over you. There's going to be a whole crowd of people. So spread out a little bit. Okay, like, yeah, that's good. Okay, you guys go back over here. One of you. The other one, let's see. Let's put... That'll move. That's good. That's good. You can stay there. But move over just a little bit this way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that'll work. Okay, we got... Are we missing somebody? So, all right. So we're going to pray over these folks. If you have a need today, we also want to pray over you because... We're not alone, and we experience here regularly that when we bring our needs to Jesus with somebody else in this context, he often meets us, and all kinds of wonderful things happen. So there's actually going to be a team in that little room over on the side over there. There's somebody standing in the doorway. They're waiting for you, okay? That, that little room that's got the open door. If you're looking for a prayer for if you've got a physical need or emotional need, we don't want you to go home and not get prayed for. So <laughs> stop by there. But over here in the front, we're going to pray over these folks and bless them. Pray for the new life that they're starting today. All right? So, Lord, we just pray for your blessing on yes, each one Lord. of these. We Thank pray you, that your Holy Lord. Spirit will yes, be upon Lord, them Spirit, and walk with them. Yes, May Lord. they experience in a powerful new way the yes. truth that they are not alone. And that you are with them. And you have a wonderful plan that they are that you are leading them into. That many wonderful surprises that await them as they walk with you. We pray that you will empower them and strengthen them and heal them and comfort them over and over and over again. Amen. Amen. Okay, Thank go you, out Jesus. in the world Hallelujah. and be in the church. Those of you who'd like to pray, like come up, let's gather around each one of these folks and let's pray for them. And I think we got some pastors who have oil. They're going to put oil on your head as a sign of the Holy Spirit coming.
Anything out of it, so I'm going to give it like a B minus, right? Well, guess what? Even if you don't think you're getting anything out of it, you're getting something out of it. You are. Because what's happening when you're here? Not just conscious shaping of our heart, but also unconscious too. How many of you know that when you sing, something happens to your brain? How many of you have ever come in here and you felt discouraged, and then after singing, all of a sudden you were like, I don't know why, but I feel kind of happy right now. Anybody ever have that happen to you? Well, that's not an accident. That's the Spirit of God. So whether you come to church and you go, that was a B plus or a B minus or a D, God's working on you, whether you are conscious of it or not. When you're singing, our hearts, there's this wild science about when we sing, how it changes us. We're using all of our bodies. Our hearts are beating at the same BPM. Did you know that that starts to happen? That starts to happen because it's affecting us. It's changing us. For those of you who, like, are, are, you, know, you try to read the Bible every day, you hear us say things like, you got to read your Bible every day, and you're like, I'm just not getting anything out of it. You are getting something out of it, whether you're conscious of it or not. Just like the world unconsciously wants to shape you, the church can unconsciously shape you too. And can make you a different person if you will just... Show up every week, and I'm not going to do this, you know, but maybe like in, in, your, in your metaphorical heart or whatever, maybe you can do this with me, right? You don't actually have to do this physically. You can do it like kind of like as in your spirit. But I want to actually end today, so I'm going to invite the band to come on up. I know we're letting you out a little bit early, but, you know, hang out and have some bagels and some coffee, but the band will come back up. You're right. In your in the in your ribcage, in your heart, however you want to think about it, I want I want to do this. I'm gonna ask you to do this. You don't have to do this physically, just do this inside of you. Alright? Raise your metaphorical hand. Not your real hand. Okay? Just inside of you saying think if I'm going to raise my hand, but not raise my hand, right? Okay? So does that make sense at all? Probably doesn't, but this is, this is going to be tough because we have to translate into Spanish next service. But this might not work next service, but we'll just ask people to maybe raise their hands. I want us to commit to going to church every week. Can we do that? Not because, not because it's not a utilitarian thing. It's not because we want your – it's because we know that when you sit here and you take communion and you sing, God works on you. And he changes your heart. He changes the architecture of your soul if you allow him to by getting in your car coming. Um, do I mean streaming? Yes, I mean, like, if you can't make it here, please, you know, you, you can stream, but it's just not the same as when you're in the room. All right? So would you do this for a moment? Okay, everybody close your eyes. And for a moment, I'm going to pray and then like, you don't have to raise your hand, but if you would commit to this, maybe raise your hand in your heart, right? God, I'm so thankful for the ways that you shape me. How you want all of me. How my desires can actually be really good things. And I invite you to take all of me. Not just my head, but my heart. Yes, Lord. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, would you give me the grace that I need 
to come here every week. To be here to sing, to experience the work of your Holy Spirit. To let my heart be shaped and changed by you. Would you help me to do that? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand as we respond to the Lord in song. cheat on my spouse. That's why I want to get married. Nobody ever wants to get married for that reason. We can talk later about some of the other folks. It just, but, but here's the thing. Affairs happen. Why do they happen? Well, they happen because people fall into them. You know, maybe you got a coworker, and then you start having lunch with this coworker every day, and then you start sharing your secrets with this coworker, and then you go on a business trip with this coworker, and in an affair happened because you fell into it. Well, you didn't just fall into it. You also bought into a story that, that, that took your loves and pointed it toward the story of the world, which basically says feelings are more important than commitments. There is a story of the world, and there is a story of the gospel, and they're often at odds with one another, and our hearts are wired to love one of those stories, to love the things that are in those stories, because we are pathologically wired to want the good life. That's why how God made us, you know. And I, I guess, I guess, I guess you know and you understand that the best life is in Jesus, right? But we need to guard our hearts because everything flows from it. Because we know there's also another story, and it's out there. So I just want to end talking about one way that we can. Can, can kind of lean into we are what we love and lean into it in a way that helps us choose the good life that Jesus offers us, okay? All right, one way. You all ready? You follow me? Okay, I know we've covered a lot of ground today. I know. I understand that. But, but we're going we're gonna to come back to this at some point. So this is something that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about formation. We're going to talk about how we're wired to love. We're going to talk about how being a follower of Jesus means not just our heads, but our hearts. We're going to keep talking about it. We're going to talk about the fact that our hearts can get seduced by all kinds of stories that are out there, not just the one about the gospel, because we're wired to love, and we're wired to want, and we're wired to long, and we're wired for desires. So we're going to talk about all that, okay? But I just want to give us one way that we can lean into loving God and His story and lean into making our desires more like Jesus's, okay? And it's really, really profound, all right? Which means it's not, but it's really profound. Here's what it is, right? Go to church. Go to church. 
You're here today. So you're already doing it. So pat yourself on the back. Right, but here's, here's, here's what I also want to say. Go to, go to church. But don't go to church infrequently. Go to church every week. Go to church every week. Go to church every week. How many of you know that people are not going to church every week anymore? People who like are, are regular attenders of church. Did you know that the average, 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 average regular attender of church goes to church less than two times a month? Does that, did anybody know that? In America, that's, that's, that's what it's like right now. Now, I know that there are a lot of people who are every weekers, okay? You know, um, but for most of us, life just kind of gets in the way, doesn't it? It gets hard to get in the church. But if you have little kids, uh, for those of you who have little kids, I have little kids. So I just want I just want to acknowledge that getting your kids and yourself in the car to church is hard. It's hard. It's hard for our family. This is why I take a different car to church. Because <laughs> if I go with my family, who knows what will happen in the car? Because it's just hard. It's hard to do. To get up, to brush your teeth, whatever you do, to you know, get ready, eat breakfast, I don't know, whatever it is. Get ready for the bagels, whatever it is. To get, open the door, get in your car, drive here to church. For some of you, that's, like, that's quick. For some of you, it's very long. But to get here to church, I recognize it's hard to do. But it's worth it. It is worth it to go to church every week. And the reason why it's worth it is because you get messages every minute, every second about the gospel of the world. You know, so where are you going to get the gospel of Jesus? Where are you going to get it? And and listen, here's the other thing. You picked up unintentionally. Okay, so let me give you an example. I think that when we first got our smartphones or first got our telephones or first got our little cell phones, I think that none of us got those cell phones and thought, I'm going to be on this all the time. Did anybody get their phone and go, I think that this phone is going to become everything that I do and look at. In fact, when I'm having a serious conversation with somebody, I'm going to take my phone out and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to answer a call while I'm talking to you. Did anybody ever get their phone and think, this is how life with my phone is going to be. Did anybody ever do that? No, we don't do that. It happened to us. How did it happen to us? We fell into it. We fell into it. Somehow along the line, we started hearing a story. You may have heard this story before. The story that being on our phones, being diverted, having fun, having entertainment, being informed, being plugged in, being distracted, all of that was part of what it meant to live the good life. How many of us have heard that story? We've all heard that story, and somehow that story ended up in our hearts. And then we started looking at our phones all the time because somehow being attached to our phone felt like that's what it's like to live the good life, to have a good phone and to look at the phone all the time. Now, I'm not a huge video gamer anymore, but at one point in my 30s, I spent a significant amount of my time playing video games. I did time that I cannot get back. <laughs> but I played video games. And when the smartphone came out, I thought, oh my gosh, it's like a little video game console in my hands. So I would buy all these, like the App Store was just like an opportunity to buy more video games. So I'd buy all these video games and I'd play these video games and 
at one point I remember I was playing this Star Wars video game so obsessively, true confessions, okay? I was playing it at stoplights. So I'd stop at stoplights and I would take it out and I'd play it a little bit. And then green, put it down, drive, you know? Pretty soon I was seeing all these little robot figures in my head. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, at one point, at one point, I remember, I mean, like, you may know this, I may have told you this before, but, but, but at one point in my life, in my past, previously before I got here, I used to lead worship all the time, I used to lead the singing all the time. And I just remember, at one point, I was leading these songs in church, singing songs to God with all these little robot figures in my head running around. Does anybody, does anybody relate? You know, well, I never... I never intended that that's what would happen, but it happened to me. The tricky thing about being people who love is that we can oftentimes be formed to love without our knowing it. I'll say that again. The tricky thing about us being people who are wired to love is that we can oftentimes find ourselves unconsciously formed to love without our even knowing it. This is why the Bible says you've got to guard your heart. Uh, the reason why it says guard your heart is not just because you need to guard yourself from disappointment or you need to guard yourself from hurt or you need to guard yourself from any sort of damage that might come in a relationship. The reason why it says guard your heart is also because our hearts are pathologically wired to love. And our hearts will let in any kind of desire that we think maybe fits the good life. So it says guard your heart because you're going to unintentionally let stuff in. And this is how I know it's true, okay? For a moment, like you don't have to do this right now, but maybe you can do it when you go home today. Take an inventory of your week, last week. Just take some days last week, random days. Write down everything you did that day. Everything. Just be as honest as possible because you're not going to turn it in. You're not going to give it to the heavenly police, okay? You're not going to do that. You're just going to write it down, and, and you're going to write it down as honestly as you can. Like, everything. Granular detail. Here's how much time I spent on my phone. Here's what I did at breakfast. Write it all down. When you look at that, once you've done that, when you look at it, I want you to ask the question, how much of that stuff in my day happened because I just fell into it? And then ask yourself the second question. If someone looked at my day, just someone from the outside, would they know what I really cared about? If they looked at my day. You see, here's the thing. Any story about the good life... Say that together. Let's say this verse together. All right? Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. What do these three passages tell us? They tell us something remarkable. They tell us that at the core of our identity are our wants and our longings and our desires. Everything we do flows from our heart. Okay, so there's this word in church circles. So if you're new here, I'm using some, some church circle words. I use the word sacrament, which is kind of like a big you know, $50 word, I'm going to use another $50 church word, the word discipleship. Okay, the word discipleship is a fancy word for saying the process by which we become like Jesus. Well, here's the thing. Discipleship is not 
just a process for your head. It's a process for your heart, too. Discipleship is a way to train your heart. Discipleship is a way to pay attention to and to be intentional about what you love. So, as one scholar puts it, discipleship is more about hungering and thirsting than of knowing and believing. Jesus' command to follow him is a command to align our loves and longings with his. Jesus' command to follow him is a command to want what God wants, to desire what God desires, to hunger and thirst after God, and to crave after his kingdom. Jesus doesn't just inform us, he forms us. He's not just content to teach you the right things. He wants everything, including your longings and your loves. When it when you talk about surrendering to Jesus, what you're talking about is not just your head, but your heart too. Of course, this makes sense, doesn't it? How many of you have heard this? If you've been around church, you may have heard that you've been made in the image of God. Has anybody ever heard that before? Imago Dei, another $50 word. It's like $150 now, okay, with church words, right? Imago Dei means we're made in the image of God. And part of what it means to be made in the image of God is that at our core, we love that's what it means. So part, of the me, part of the reason why we are made in the image of God, part of the way that we're made in the image of God is that we are made to love, not just to know. God is, you may have heard this before, God is love, right? And part of, part of the way that we, we are made in His image is that we love too. Now, I used to, I came to the vineyard for the first time, the Evanston Vineyard for the first time in the late 90s. Uh, I was in my 20s. I know that seems impossible because of how long I, how young I look. But uh, at least that's what I like to tell myself in the morning. Every morning I look at myself and say, we're going to make a resolution to believe that I look younger than I really am. Anyway, I came to the vineyard in the 90s. My life was a mess. Here's the thing. I believed all the right things. I, loved, I believed in Jesus, but my life was a tangled mess of addiction, of compulsive lying. I mean, I was on the brink of financial ruin, too. And I was in my early 20s when I came. But my life changed at the vineyard. You know, when I came to the vineyard, I came to as many meetings as I could. I came to church every weekend. I went to small groups. I think I was, you know, like a card-carrying member of multiple small groups. I don't know if I don't know if anybody's like that here. You know, you get one small group and you're like, this isn't enough. I need to be at church every day of the week if I can be, you know. Uh, I went and I did these accountability groups. I did these men's groups. I read my Bible. I prayed my prayers. I took communion every week. And my life was this tangled mess. But one day after giving myself to all of those things, coming to church every week, coming to church as much as I could, you know, um, I woke up one day and all of a sudden I found that I didn't want the stuff that I was tangled in anymore. Somehow, somewhere along the line, I became the kind of person who wanted something different. You are not just what you believe, you are what you love. We are not just what we believe, we are what we love. Love. That's why this other word, okay, so $50 word, so 
first $50 word of sacrament, the next $50 word is discipleship, and then I use the Mago Day. Gosh, what are we doing today? But anyway, here's the next one. The next one is the word formation. How many of you enjoyed seeing people? They are making this public proclamation that they want to follow Jesus for the rest of their lives. It's pretty moving, isn't it? You know, the other thing I think that's super moving about it is seeing people walk into real life change. As we meet Jesus, our lives are changing. They're changed for the better. And I don't have to remind you that you can't have church without baptisms. You can't have church without baptisms. Baptisms are, there's this like this fancy word that people use about baptisms. It's this word called sacrament. Anybody ever heard the word sacrament before? Okay, many of you have not. All right, well, here's what sacrament means. Sacrament means it's just this practice that the church does that is imbued with the power and the presence and the love and the mercy and the grace of God. That's what sacrament is. A sacrament is a practice that is full of God's presence it's full of God's power. It's full of God's love. It's full of God's mercy. And we need baptisms. And baptisms, how many of you know that baptisms aren't just for the people being baptized? How many of you know that baptisms are for all of us? It's for every single one of us. How many of you know that baptisms are, all, are for all of us? And how many of you know that that's true because you don't just feel it or see it or hear it or take it in in your head? You take it in in your heart, too. Does that make sense? How many of you, when you watched those baptisms, felt something in here? Anybody? How many of you, when you watched those baptisms, felt your heart come more alive? Anybody? How many of you felt more affection for Jesus when you watched people go into the water and come back out of the water? How many of you felt more affection for Jesus. Baptism isn't just for the people being baptized. It's for all of us. Because all of us, we need power, presence, grace, mercy, love. Don't we? We need them. Because what do they do to us? They change the shape of our hearts. That's what happens. When we take in baptisms, baptisms do something to us, and, and other sacraments do as well. Like communion does it too. They change the shape of our hearts. They form our hearts so that the shape of our heart is more like Jesus. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We don't just have brains. We have hearts. How many of you know that? I have, I have a brain, but I also have a heart. Does anybody know that? Anybody? Are you all with me today? I have a brain and I have a heart. And guess what's really interesting about Jesus? He doesn't just want your brain. He wants your heart too. We are not just creatures who have minds we are also people who have who have a heart and that means that we have desires that means that we have wants that means that we have longings that means that we have love right in john chapter one when jesus passes by two of john the baptist's disciples it says in verse 35 
The next day, John the Baptist was there again with two of John the Baptist's disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples of John the Baptist heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? Not what do you know? Or what do you believe? And if you were a first century Jew, you had a lot of furniture in your belief. He didn't ask them that, though. He asked them, what do you want? All right, later, when Jesus is, is giving the Sermon on the Mount, he says this, for where your treasure is, there your mind will be also. There your brain is going to be. No, he said there your heart is. And earlier in Proverbs, uh, the book of Proverbs, which is a book uh, with, with basically the wisdom of the ages, okay? Uh, here's what Proverbs says in chapter 4, above all else. In other words, the writer of Proverbs is saying, above wonderful, wasn't it? We're going to, at the end of our service today, we're going to have a special prayer time with each of, with all of them. They'll come across on the bottom floor there and we'll, we'll gather around them and pray over them and bless them on this day. All right, I believe we're going to have announcements. Hi everyone, I'm Deanna. And I'm Jason. We're part of the Evanston Vineyard, which is one church with three campuses at Evanston, The Neighborhood, and Lavinia. Our mission is to introduce people to the life-changing power of God's mercy and truth. If you're new with us today, we're so glad to have you here. For us, church is so much more than just a Sunday service, and we want to help you find a place that is perfect for you at Vineyard. The best way to connect with us to come to Start Here, a fun 90-minute experience to help you find your next steps here at the Vineyard. There will be games, gifts, and delicious food, plus childcare, and it's all for free. 
It's a great place to meet and make new friends with people just like yourself. And you'll get to hear about Vineyard's unique story and discover how pursuing God with us can transform your story as well. Everyone is welcome, no matter where you're at in your spiritual journey or what life has thrown your way. So to learn more or to sign up, take out your phone right now and text GUEST to 847-565-1353 or fill out the Connect card in the back of the seat in front of you and drop it in one of the baskets that will come down your aisle in a couple of minutes. Once we hear from you, we'll also email you a free Starbucks e-gift card to celebrate you being here. So again, before you leave church today, take out your phone and text GUEST to 847-565-1353 and we'll make sure to email your gift later this week. Thanks for being here. The Evanston Vineyard has a long history of powerful fall conferences where everyone from our church gathers on a Friday night and Saturday morning for extended worship and prayer time and to hear messages from a guest speaker on the kingdom of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. This November, we're bringing back the Fall Conference on November 22nd to 23rd, featuring worship led by Casey Corum and messages from Putty Putman. Putty is on the senior leadership team of the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois and co-leads the preaching team, as well as oversees the School of Kingdom Ministry, a supernatural training and discipleship school hosted by local churches across the country and around the world. As a gifted communicator and passionate equipper, Putty loves to see people grow in the conviction of who they are in Christ and be released to live a naturally supernatural lifestyle empowered by the Holy Spirit. Everyone is invited to come. Childcare will be available for a small fee. There are volunteer opportunities available in exchange for reduced rate and scholarships are also available. To learn more or sign up, visit vcce.org 